You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Alan Seiler. Even colored in, sorry, I, I screwed it up. <laughs> Even covered in alien sploof, there's no place I'd rather be. And Veronica Daschle. Hi. And it's Star Trek Day. Yeah, not Star Trek Day, but it's Star Trek premiere day. It's like New Year. Yes. It is like New Year. We might be launching into another 50 weeks of Star Trek. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did we have any news this week? Oh, my gosh. We have got so much news. Awesome. Right? Okay. First of all, there's a couple of things that just sort of came out earlier today. The first one, Nichelle Nichols' ashes are going to be taken into space. Oh, wow. This is gonna, yes. This is going to be on an upcoming Celestis flight, which is happening later this year. And the rocket on which she will be carried is called Vulcan. And wow. it's part of the Enterprise flight mission. And this is similar to how, uh, you know, this has happened a couple of times prior. Mm -hmm. Gene Roddenberry. Um, who else? Uh, James Dewan. Did Dewan, some of that's his it. actions get sent up? Yeah. Yes, they did. And I was like, I, I know this. <laughs> Why can't I think of who it is? So, yeah, Nichelle will be out amongst the stars, which I think is so exciting. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Okay. So, this is spoilery. So, if anybody who's viewing live doesn't, or later on, doesn't want to know, mute your sound so that you don't hear what I'm saying. And what then I'll do like for? this. I'll do like this. Huh? What is it spoilery for? Well, if they don't want to know any spoilers at all. Okay. But okay. it's about Picard season three. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Spoiler in three, two, one. Denise Crosby has pretty much confirmed that she will be in Picard season three as Tasha Yar. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now we, we knew already going into this that uh, they, they said that there will be references to Tasha mm -hmm. in some way. Um, at, uh, uh, I guess it was a Star Trek Las Vegas or something. Right. Very like yesterday or today or whatever. She has said that uh, you will see Tasha in yeah. the new season, but she won't say how that is. Right. Uh, how that happens. Yeah. It's exciting. Yes, it's it exciting. is. Yeah, it is. We we have pretty much the whole family back together, but now we just got to get Diana Muldor. True. Yeah. True. Diana Maldar. And um, we don't have any confirmation, I don't think, about Wesley Crusher appearing in Picard season three. That's true. It's, but it's possible. He could pop in. That's true. He certainly could. He's a yeah. traveler. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He had his time. So if if he doesn't get it, I mean, I'm sure that they are going to do something with him. Yeah. I would like to see him interact with some other member of the TNG crew. Yes. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. All right. So spoilers over. <laughs> okay. So over the weekend, Armin Shimmerman said that he would absolutely be willing to come back to one of the Trek shows to play Cork again. Mm -hmm. He said that 
with a couple of caveats. I know that makes Veronica's heart just all a flutter. Yes. <laughs> he had a couple of caveats. One, he wouldn't want to do it on a regular basis. He would only do it as a like a one-off, like a guest appearance in an episode or whatever. Right. Um, because he he would not want to be in that makeup for an entire season. Right. Um, and he said he would do it depending on the pay. Yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, you can't blame. And I'm him assuming for that. also he still wanted his same makeup person. Right. Yeah, he wanted his makeup lady who and his, his makeup. right and his makeup person exactly. Yeah. And you know, you can't blame him for any of that stuff. No, oh, no. And that photo of him from just a few years ago at a convention yeah. as Quark, and it's yeah. just Quark. Yeah. It looks exactly like Quark. Yeah. Exactly. So I would love that. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could easily do it on lower decks. You know, True. because there is an episode set on DS9 this year. So we know that they'll be running. They'll be seeing somebody, whether they interact with that, whoever it right. is. You know, we don't know. Yeah, but that's true. Um, And then finally, uh, this is another spoiler. So if anybody doesn't want to know, this is about Picard season three again. It's I a minefield today. <laughs> I, I, I should have like grouped those together. Right. Um, so this is about Brent Spiner's character, mm-hmm. the mystery character. And Terry Metalis says Brent's character is specifically tied into the plot and the mythology in ways that if you were to show a poster, you would have a thousand more questions. And I think <laughs> and I think you want to earn it. But mm. he plays a new old character that you have seen before, but you've never seen before. Okay. It's it's we think a great way to do to do this that honors both what has come before and yet treads new ground. Mm. What could that mean? Well, it sounds like it's not uh Sung Jr. No. So good. Because I it's gotta be something more data-ish than Sung Jr., something more interesting it, it, than that. Exactly. I think yeah. it has to be. Yeah. So maybe a maybe a new like human. You know, like a Picard version of data could be, it could be a hologram I, hologram. Yeah. Right. So anything's possible. Well, I think it's got to be something that I don't know. I'm just guessing that it has to be something that doesn't require him to look like he used to look true. Yeah. yeah. You know, he has to be something that that looks like his current age. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe a like a human ish avatar. Yeah, that could very well be. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy, yeah. but lots of possibilities for this. And I'm excited that they're, I'm just, I'm so jazzed for this season. Yeah, me too. Come on, man. Don't let me down like season two did. <laughs> right. And that wraps up the news for this week. Our, awesome. And Veronica, I saw a piece of news that I thought you'd be interested in that Star Trek Wines has released the, an announcement of their new bottles. Yes. Ooh, there's a Romulan ale this time. Yep. Um, and that was one of the ones I mentioned uh, a while ago okay. about voting on them. Yeah. It and looks oh, like yeah. they decided to do both of them. Yeah. Because there's a, a rice and wine or ricey and wine Ooh, that was seen on Enterprise nice. once. And then two versions of Chateau Picard, one from Picard season three, and then one that appeared in a background of a scene in Strange New Worlds. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In Pike's Bar, I guess there was a wow. Chateau Picard that was out of focus and you would never have known. But oh, <laughs> Star nice. Trek Wines knows. <laughs> right star trek wines knows all and they know we will buy it yep yep matt sweatman is watching hi matt and he hey. says 
we get hyped for every season of Picard. So far, it's zero for two. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I like about the first half of both those seasons. So, right. you know what? I'll say it's 0. 0.5. For, I don't know how the math works out. I'm not a mathematician, but. <laughs> right. It's one for two in, in one meaning half of one and half of the other. Right. 2.5s for two. <laughs> Right, exactly. I've I I loved the first half of season two. Yeah, yeah. And then it just went to chaos. Mm -hmm. But you know, we we covered all that before, so True. nothing new there. But yeah, yeah man, I, I'm still just jazzed as heck for mm -hmm. season three. This is the one that can't screw up. Like you can screw up the back right. in time season made during the pandemic, but you can't screw up the TNG finale season. Cor right. If you're so. wrapping up an entire era, mm -hmm. an entire era of Trekdom, yeah. don't mess it up. Right. Oh, and, you know, I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but Terry Metallis said on Twitter a while back, somebody asked him, what would you do with Star Trek if you could do anything you want? And he said, Picard season three. Mm -hmm. So, buddy, your reputation is on the line. <laughs> That's right. If this thing coming up is the exact thing that you would most want to do with Star Trek, I hope it's a good one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Or we're running you out of town, Buster. <laughs> oh, I'm full of threats tonight. That's right. Um. So one other thing that's, semi news um for for those of you that may have missed the one or two times i mentioned it um there's a company called cherry tree um they do borg uh cube or borg artifact cube um mm -hmm. computer cases right and they've oh, been yeah. expanding what they've been doing beyond just the borg cases um uh, this one isn't quite as exciting as some of the others, and I'm not remembering what the others are off the top of my head. Because they're um, not exciting. But they well, because I already have a case, so mm -hmm. I don't need to spend six hundred dollars in another case. That's true. Sure. The cases sure. are really awesome, and totally so what's the new money. one that? But um, the thing that I found that was cool and not overly expensive was um a TNG keyboard where they had like instead of the Windows key, it had the little Delta, and mm -hmm. then instead of enter it said it engage and a couple of other little things i think i think it said the final frontier because no, that, i think that was the space bar isn't that what you said or no you, engage okay. was enter. oh okay my mistake yeah the space bar says the final frontier right? yes yeah so was it and just it, the 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 key label is changed yes yeah there's more is that it yes but yeah oh. i mean and it's like 26 <laughs> bucks yeah, it's not um, an expensive the, thing. It's it's a black keyboard and it has yellow keys oh. in the TNG mm. style. When you told me about it, I had hoped that it would be like L cars. That, that's like exactly what I was going right. to say. Yeah, that would. How been cool awesome. would that be? That would be very cool. Oh, somebody you get can't on it! Just do a standard keyboard layout. No, and just repaint the keys. On no, that it's one. got to be <laughs> like a like a like a flat panel touchscreen kind of thing, but with a keyboard layout and mm -hmm. and backlit. It has to be backlit. That's right, yeah. dude. Oh, I want that now. Somebody, <laughs> somebody get that for my birthday. Even someone make no a one... little tablet thing that you can turn into an Elcar's keyboard for hooking up to your computer. Okay, I'm glad you said that because that reminds me of a point that I need to make about the episode, and I had forgotten about it, and now I hope I remember <laughs> it. Okay. Well, are we ready? You want to get into the episode? Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, we'll take a quick break right here and promote a fellow ESO Network podcast show. And then when we come back, we'll be talking about Star Trek Lower Deck Season 3 premiere. So stay right there. 
It was the dawn of another podcast. The Epsilon 3 is a dream given form. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2021. The name of the station is Babylon 5. The name of the podcast is the Epsilon 3. Veer, bring me a drink. Spoilers. Boop, 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 boop. Spoilers. Perfect. <laughs> so oh, grounded. That's funny. It's back. Holy Yay, my spoilers are back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. I am so happy oh, that this so show great. is back. Yes. Oh, it's just it's like it's like a, a Star Trek blanket. You just wrap yourself up in and it's just yeah. so much Star Trek and it's so heartwarming. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I love this episode. I thought it was. Oh, great. I did too. Yes. I did yeah. too. It's a great place to launch the season, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just because of the of the cliffhanger beforehand and it picks up, you know, and continues that story on, but it's just a good place to start with the characters and their relationship with each other, mm-hmm. and you know, setting the tone for what's going to come for the next nine episodes. Thought yeah. it was fantastic, and we got to see them all back on Earth. And learn a little bit about all of them. Yes. By sort of how they interact with Earth. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Boimler. (laughs) The big red thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, that was good. Yeah. Boimler's family's uh, vineyard is a a raisin vineyard, which they've been talking about that for a few weeks, but it's still fun to see. Yes. That was hilarious. And that fits Boimler. Yes. I I really liked all the girls coming on to him and he's just like, ugh. (laughs) I know it's like, like he, he like doesn't he was realize what was going on. Right, completely unaware. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other possibility that I had for my like intro quote is Do you want to test the sweetness of my bushel? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the best line ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love how it's it's very much like Picard, but like a lamer version. Like if, you, if you live on a vineyard, but it's a vineyard that makes raisins. Right. <laughs> Not wine. It's, like, it's a lower deck Picard. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Mm. And it is a lot of fun to see like Cisco's restaurant. Oh, in, yeah. In New Orleans. And yeah. now, Veronica, you told me before, but now I forgot. Is it an alligator or a crocodile that hangs from the ceiling? So I'm pretty sure there it's a crocodile. Which one was it on DS9? I thought it was a crocodile. Okay. Because it's it New Orleans area. Yeah, I remember Jake talking about it. Florida. But anyways, it, you could see it in the background of, of the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's a there's an alligator hanging from the ceiling. That's so funny. I, I know. Oh, my I bad. Thought, whatever. I don't even know it's, the difference. <laughs> it's an alladile. <laughs> a crocodile. <Yeah. laughs> I, I love their their civilian clothes. Yes. Oh, so much. It's yeah, straight out of TNG. Yeah, straight out of TNG. Especially, yeah. well, Rutherford sweater was well. Rutherford sweater made me think more of Jake Cisco. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, it and did. then um, a Boimler's outfit was like I think it was Wesley from Journey's End. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just perfect, and I, lo- I love the. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I love when um, like, do we look good enough to for 
or Starfleet or whatever. He's like, my shirt could be a little more asymmetrical, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Love yes. it. I wonder how many cosplays of those are going to be at Dragon Con. The problem is a lot of those were long sleeved, which does not bode True. well for yeah. Dragon Con weather. Well, you might make them out of, I mean, people wear hot costumes at Dragon well, Con all the time. I know, yeah. but I do not want to, and I want to wear cool costumes, but all the cool characters have like three layers or really long sleeves, and <laughs> that's uncomfortable, and I want to be comfortable. Okay. Hey, look who's here. Hello. What's How's up? Hey. made it. Yay. What's up? Hey, Keith. Oh, that was that was some quick entertainment. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about lower deck spoilers. Did you get a chance to see it? I just did. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, the, the only word in my mind right now is is uh, alien sploof, and that's a horrible thing in my mind. <laughs> that was Alan's opening. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, wow. Well, welcome Keith Johnson. All right, if Thanks. you're listening to the audio podcast, Keith has now joined us. He just beamed in. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we were just talking about um, their civilian costumes and going to Cisco's restaurant. That's as far as we've gotten on the episode so far. Cool. Yeah. How did you like it, Keith? I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, it was. I'm not gonna. Mm, I was surprised at the resolution. I thought. I mm. thought it was gonna be a little deeper, but it's the packlets. So. Yes. Because yeah. Because I. Because I'm kind of thinking, if you just want to move to another planet, you got the freaking Federation. I'm sure they'll work with you, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the Packlets for you, right? And yeah, think right. about that. Only the Packlets would do something stupid like blow up an entire city. And 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 the, and the graphic looked like the graphic they showed in the in the recap looked like that it had dug into the planet's core or something. Right. It was <laughs> it was insane. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, it does look like a Packlet plan to blow up their own planet to get a new planet. <laughs> <laughs> right that's that seems very much pack led to me yeah, yeah. since yeah. since he since we've jumped ahead already i will say that i was a little disappointed with how quickly it wrapped up same here but i i knew it wouldn't carry on beyond this episode yeah. you know i wish it had gone a couple like at least two episodes but i knew that it wouldn't well it's like so, a next gen style resolution to a cliffhanger ex exactly it's that's all they, didn't solve, say. they didn't they didn't solve it in the first five minutes of the of the of well the yeah next gen they would usually take the whole first episode of the season to wrap it up in a way that didn't never really seem satisfying but right. <laughs> i i love that it was all about the characters and the, the thing i love yeah well, the the, the I guess the two things I love the most about this one was that Mariner was dead set that she had to be the one to save the day that right. Starfleet's going to let him down. And everyone's telling her the whole time, no, we can trust Starfleet. Starfleet's going to do the right thing. Right. And right. she was wrong. Yeah. You know, Starfleet yeah. came through. Starfleet took care of things. They, the, the system works. Yep. And then the other thing I love the most about this was uh, Bozeman, Montana. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Who great. would, Right. Who would ever have suspected a cameo appearance yeah. from yeah. James Cromwell? I know. Come on. That was so great. <laughs> and done so well. You know, the, yeah. I mean, because it built on what, I mean, it's all consistent with what Jordy said in First Contact, where this whole area is a, is a landmark and there's a statue of you. Exactly. But he didn't tell me it was a theme park. <laughs> right. The, the Phoenix Fun Zone. Right, <laughs> I thought that was, and that one dude, Gavin. <laughs> yes, but they packed Bozeman, Montana, full of Easter eggs. Oh, it was so good. Yes, so great. And I mean, I, like there was um, like a, a thirst contact, like a restaurant or something. Yes. And, um, and I love that people are just uh, there's a hologram of um of Cochrane just taking people up on the Phoenix ride, and yep. they turn the the the, the Vulcan ships a water slide with with swing. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Hilarious. Yes. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that, I thought that was just a great way to put in all the Easter eggs in. And it, I mean, oh, yeah. it builds upon the Star Trek universe as well. Right. Yeah. What I want to know is how they have enough of those Phoenixes to like make it a ride where the ride wait time is 25 minutes. Well, they're probably replicas. But like, okay, still replicas. Yeah. Well, that's a bunch of starships. And how are they rotating right. through? And how do you get one in there? Is it one goes up and then know. another comes out of the 24th century? <laughs> Surely, you know, ride technology has advanced. <laughs> so they can have another Phoenix slot in and someone else take off. They just have like a, uh, um, materializer that looks like, like a replicator. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe they just have them on a conveyor belt. I don't know. Yeah. Conveyor belt. That's my, yeah. that's my theory. <laughs> but it was a working starship, right? It, it, it is actually yeah. truly going to warp. Yeah, it went to warp one. Yeah. I don't. Gavin thought he was going to explore the galaxy in it, and that's going to take him a while <laughs> at warp right. one. <laughs> right. Uh, but he got so, caught pretty quick. Yeah. Matt earlier said that Gavin is his new favorite character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope he shows up again, just like a cameo in an episode later. Yeah, that yeah. would be great. So I have a question though, Alan. You were saying that it was kind of um, maybe somewhat of a letdown, and I was saying it was a little anticlimactic. But I was just wondering. I watched the last two episodes of the last season, season two, just kind of in prep. Yeah. And what about the whole thing with the? Well, they killed him, but the Klingon captain who was supplying the packlets with the weaponry is that just dead? Um, is there no conspiracy or anything? Well, past he is. That? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is, is it just past him? Was that it? That ends the whole story with the Packlets? We have no idea. I don't know, but I feel like the Packlets are so. going to come back, and yeah. I feel yeah. like that that um, the lower the Klingon Lower Decker who became the captain, I feel right. like we're going to see again at some point. Yeah. Whether it's this I, season or not, I don't know. I totally think we will. Yeah. I hope yeah, the, absolutely. the Vulcan Lower Decker shows up on... Um, oh, yeah, she yeah. will. Yeah, she will. Right, because he took off the Klingon, the Klingon who took over the command of the ship. You're right, he took off, and they were, and even the Vulcans and the Federation were musing about what the heck was that about. So mm-hmm. I would have to assume, I would think there's more than just the one captain who died, who might have been behind the Klingon conspiracy to to um, arm the packlets and basically foment instability. Because it's kind of like right out of what was it, Star Trek, um, the Undiscovered Country. Mm-hmm. It was that that same thing again, where you don't trust your enemies. And you want to start a war so you can basically get back to the good old days. And I got to believe it wasn't just that one captain who was, for some reason, thinking the Packlets were the perfect patsies to do that. Right. Yeah. So I, I expected more of that. And I like you, I expected the Vulcan uh, was her name Talyn. I expected to see her as well in the episode, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they'll be coming soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that they're like back on the ship, actually. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Elaine says. This is Elaine Sweatman for those only listening to the podcast side of this. The mm-hmm. one bad thing about watching Lower Decks in separate rooms, I don't have Matt there to automatically explain the Bozeman stuff to me. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine's in isolation right now because she has COVID. Oh. Yep. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Me too. Hmm. Get to feeling better, Elaine. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I, 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 they, I, you know, I sort of skipped over the Federation news thing, but did you read the ticker that was going across the bottom? Yes, it did. <laughs> There's so much crammed into that there ticker. Was, it was all really? Star Trek references. Oh what my gosh. Hilarious. So one of them said, yeah, one of them said Admiral Jellicoe has banned the, 
the Zebulon <laughs> sisters from serving on starships. Yeah. So he is no no more choo choo. No more choo choo dance. <laughs> okay. I can but see Admiral Jellicoe's out there and he's an admiral. Yep. Um, one of them said, I can't, it was something Solar Knights were playing the London Kings right. in a game. And it sounds like baseball's back because the London Kings were that 21st century team that Cisco loved. Yep. Yeah. So it sounds like there's some baseball going on out there now. Right. Uh, and then the crowd rushed the stage at a Sonny Clemens concert. I didn't get that. What what is Sonny Clemens? Um, oh my god. That, that, that western <laughs> singer that was awakened from cryo. Shut up. And he said, um, no one remembers my songs. I'll be bigger than I ever was. Yeah. Oh my god. That is a deep cut. <laughs> yes, he was that country corn pone Alan. Remember yeah. I, in yeah, an I episode I personally don't like, but well, he nobody was the does. one who's he was the one who told David, come on, son, turn TV on. I want to see how the Braves are doing. Probably still finding ways to lose. And so he was dogging out the Atlanta Braves. Of course, now they won, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he missed the World Series years. He was gone by 94. <laughs> right. Well, good point. Yeah. Yeah. I completely missed the reference to him. Yeah. Those, those are the three that I caught. Um but I mean, the whole episode um, was full of that stuff. Yeah, it was. There was one about um, a Stratagema competition. Oh, that's right. There's a new Stratagema champion, Grandmaster yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched, I, I had the opportunity to watch it twice. So mm -hmm. the first time I read as I was listening to the dialogue, so I had to like yeah. split my attention. The second time, I just muted the dialogue because I knew what the dialogue was saying, and I just read mm -hmm. the ticker. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yes. <laughs> and then later on, we got little um, visual cameos of Tuvok and Captain Bateson. Yep. That was awesome. That was I, awesome. I, I was more excited about Morgan Bateson. I, I, I love Tuvok, but you sort of expect Tuvok I know. to be referenced. You expect that. That's but true. But see, Morgan Bateson, now he's yeah. in command of a Kira-class ship, and it's like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. And, and the illustrations, the, that was, now, again, like you said, I was a little surprised at how quickly they resolved it, but I loved that flashback and the way she told it and the illustrations. They were awesome. Yeah. And, and 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 Charles, like when they show Batesman, yeah, he was in one of those poses. You know, they show everybody these really awesome action poses. <laughs> right. I thought that was great. And I forget. I think I read in one of the books. I thought wasn't Batesman a Klingon expert? I think he was. Um, he was considered a Klingon expert. So he's kind of the guy. You. He's kind of like Jellico. I think he's got some experience, and I think he's the guy you're not afraid to send into um, some tough situations. So I thought that was kind of <laughs> funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like I said, I love the resolution that Starfleet did investigate. They, right. they, they, you know, that they, they didn't just uh, drumhead uh, yeah. the captain. You know, they, yeah. they actually, she was exonerated without, I mean, our characters having to do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They could have stayed home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but had they stayed home, we would have just had an episode about making raisins and I would know. watch it. Yes. Right. <laughs> Just to see a whole series of women that Boimler is completely oblivious, oblivious to. to the fact that they're like coming on to him hardcore. Right. <laughs> like just throwing themselves like, please. Yeah. You well, know? he's a space hero. He is a space hero. And I, I mean, probably set to inherit this vineyard. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Boimler's a catch back on Earth. Heck yeah. Although I'm going to say I am disappointed to know that his natural hair color is not purple. Yeah. Why? Because I was hoping it was one of those weird 
Troy things where oh. the only way you can tell a Betazoid from a human is that they have mm. black irises in their eyes. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking, the like he's an alien and the only difference is purple hair. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But <laughs> it's it's good it's, it's nice to just get that information though. No, I know. I thought you it know? was hilarious. Yeah. So okay. let's here. Here's Matt's going to transition us. Good. Love the old security guy in the transporter center. Yes. Yeah. I loved that whole sequence. Yeah. With that the, was the Yeah, the grandfatherly old guy who's like people only ever come up here to like knock me out and, you know, take <laughs> over my transporters. But I love seeing all the relic transporter mm -hmm. technology. That was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that he was on their side and mm -hmm. and I I don't know, I just that whole thing was just so nice. I, and I like he said he was a buffer buff. Yeah. A buffer <laughs> buff. I was about to say, he was a bit of a buffer buff. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. If and there's you, one thing I've got in this joint, it's gout. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice that uh, also he had like a Voyager era uniform on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice to see that. I don't I don't know if we've seen one of those so far. Well, maybe Tom Paris. Did, no, on the plate. Maybe Tom Paris on the plate had one. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure maybe, he did. Anyways. Um, but I, I love that the, the bait and switch with that, where it was like, oh, I heard this guy's a badass and he's just like everybody's right. grandpa and offer him caramels. And th but then he tried to phaser on him and he's ready for him. Right. He's right. Still guarding that trans that transporter. Matt's curious to know why Tuvok is still only a commander. I had the same thought, Matt. I wrote Me that too. down because this too. is also his second career in Starfleet and he's still a commander. Yeah, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's in security. Maybe he doesn't want to be a captain. Exactly. Yeah. Not everybody uh, wants that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Tuvok is very good at what Tuvok does. That's true. Yeah. I'd like to see more of Tuvok. A uh, complete um, tangent, but I'd like to see more of Tuvok do some of this stuff. There's a there's a couple of times in Voyager where you see Tuvok actually hand to hand fight, and you realize he's really good. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to see more of that if we're going to bring Tuvok back, but. Um, I thought it was strange. I, I actually thought Klubach would have left Starfleet at this time because again, he's he was he was in it once. He left Starfleet. He came back to Starfleet. Then he's on Voyager for seven years, and I would think he wanted to stay home, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe I mean, he, he was gone for too long. He's like, eh, I like being away. Well, his kids <laughs> may be grown too and going off on their own. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know? that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea of of Tuvok just doing like Starfleet missions. Uh, but yeah, I, I I agree. I would like to see a real Tuvok appearance with Tim Russ voicing him. Yeah, um, yeah. I think totally. that'd be great. Yeah, that would be absolutely, absolutely. Cool. That Elaine's curious to know about Boimler's natural hair. I, if I I hope it's something just wacko. Like it's not like he's blonde or brunette or something. Like his natural hair color is like green. <laughs> and he colors it purple just so it won't be green. I just think that would be amazing. That would be funny. <laughs> or if he wanted it to be red. Right. But it went purple instead yeah. because he has green hair. Or it could be light purple and he dyes it dark purple. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of ways they could go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Have we seen purple hair before in Trek? Uh, yeah. Um, the, well, that Catulin character from Way to Eden, who was an alien, had purple hair. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Tongo yeah. Rod? Tongo Rad? Is that his name? That sounds... <laughs> I don't remember who... I don't know. Someone go okay. watch it. 
What was the hair color of the lady in uh, the game since of Triskelion who was putting the moves on Chekhov? I can't remember what her hair color uh, wasn't was. Wasn't it like orange? Oh, okay. Well, not purple, orange. No. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it funny because purple. I would have remembered that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I'm picturing it, I picture like every color seems right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the thing. I couldn't remember either. Was it green? That looks no. like in my head that it was right. Shauna had green hair in yeah. Games of the Triskelion. And then yeah. on Discovery, Gray has blue hair. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we've seen uh, some variations in hair colors. So, <laughs> the only purple is... hair I can think of, and again, another incredible tangent, but the uh, 1960s, 70s space show UFO. Yep. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, everybody had purple thing. hair. Right. <laughs> So this is the longest conversation we'll probably ever have on hair color in Star Trek. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. What what color do you think Picard's hair is? <laughs> Wasn't it red? <laughs> I think yes, it, was it was red, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, what do we think of the the space-born life forms? Through a little cool. a little alien action in there. Yeah, those were adorable. Yeah. They're okay. <laughs> no enthusiasm for the no, alien they were just, mating. Spawn. They were just there to serve a purpose, and that was it. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it was good. I, I liked. Yeah. you know, it fit the story well. Yeah, I like that. Threw a little bit of sort of weird alienness into it. Yeah, because they're on Earth the whole time. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it gave them sort of a sciency way out of the out of the dilemma. And what I liked about it was that it let Tindy take the lead on mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. the solution to the emergency. Yeah, and she's it supposed gave, to. Good. No, I was just gonna say it that we didn't get a whole lot of that in the first two seasons. So I'm glad to see that Tindy like had that opportunity to like be the one to step up and yeah, I've got it solved. Yeah, and she's supposed to be going into the science division now. Exactly. Right. So that's this is probably the first step of showing us that of her as a scientist instead yeah. of just an, a nurse or a you know a medical practitioner. Right. Yeah, I feel like she this it was this this last season was working up to build her up to be more of a assertive yes. person because she was very much not assertive at all whatsoever at the beginning. Um, yeah, yeah, she was very the, much. Uh, yeah. Forgive, forgive the pun. She was very green the first <laughs> season. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think with <laughs> the the doctor to Anna. Um, yeah. Talking her up at the end of the the season really like got her got her. She, I was going to say Jesus Blame, but that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got her brain in the game. There we mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Elaine <laughs> says that she's sure Moxie and Magnus could talk more about hair. Oh, yeah. We should, we should have her on again and just do a whole like hair episode yeah. about Star Trek. Star Trek and alien hairdos. That would be fun. So for viewers or listeners who aren't familiar that is Lieutenant Moxie Ann Magnus, who you may not know was the chief cosmetologist on Kirk's Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Yep. There yep. you go. We had her on our show. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We should. Yeah. We should invite her back on. Okay. And let's let's do a whole special about hair. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be fun. Hilarious. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, that would definitely take you to the sixties if you do hair with mm -hmm. Star Trek. Because that's yeah. some of the craziest hairstyles were in the sixties. That's true. Some of them, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes you know when when you're on a budget episode and you have an alien who just has a nose, like a tiny nose ridge, and that's how you know they're alien. Sometimes they also had really bizarre hair, and yeah. that was how you knew. And then, I mean, if you're going to talk good, really 
you know, sarcastically, good hair. You got to talk about the Kazon. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure that was hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like coral. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, what do we think about this episode? What do you, I mean, they, they resolved the, the cliffhanger from last year uh, in a ways that I didn't expect. Um, but what, what did you think? Did you, were you, did you feel satisfied by it? Do you like the way they handled it? Yes. I, I, I did feel satisfied by it. Okay. Very much so. Um, I liked seeing some of the relationship between uh, Mariner and her father. Mm. That's yeah. something we haven't really gotten so far. That's true. There were like whole scenes of the two of them together. And that was really nice. Mm -hmm. But also on the bridge where, um, uh, where where Beckett is like, she comes to that point where there's like, I, there's nothing I can do. And she just kind of has this little breakdown. And the others are like, you know what? We're here for you. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens, we're, we're, that was so nice. Mm -hmm. And there aren't that many animated shows that can do that kind of character work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I and mean, it yeah. was short and it was quick because this is still a comedy, you know, half hour animated show. But I, I loved seeing that sort of like an extra layer to their relationship, mm -hmm. to that, that friendship, that bond between the four of them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, it was, it was brief, but they've been building to it for two years now. I mean, oh, yeah. I love the admission that, I mean, what was really driving her in this episode is her fear of losing her mom Yeah, and her All feeling right. of helplessness over it. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, that she felt like she had to do something. Yeah. Right. How, what did you think, Keith? I enjoyed it. I, I, I was, I was a little surprised that it was resolved in one episode. I thought this was going to run on for at least a couple of episodes. So I was, mm -hmm. I was completely yeah. caught off guard by, <laughs> like you said, just trust the Starfleet. And then she gives this great, here's what happened. And I was like, wait, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. And I still say when they do action, even a little action they did here stuff, I swear they do it as well as any live action Star Trek I've ever seen. It's just absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, the way they stayed the music, everything is good. And I don't think it was necessarily how quickly it was resolved. It was that it was resolved off screen. Yeah. Right. That, that's the thing that really kind of caught me. Me too. I, I mean, I, I knew it was going to wrap up in this one episode just because that's what TNG does. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it wrapped up where we didn't see what happened, but yeah. I liked, but I liked being, I like the recap of what happens because yeah. it yes. used the, the courtroom illustrations and stuff. And I thought that was so great. Yeah. But it, it's very much lower decks though. Yeah. Because like ensign so-and-so wouldn't necessarily be at the captain's trial. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, of course. And, until he walks, <laughs> until the captain walks back on the ship later and it's like, Oh no, that's over. You're <laughs> you right. Know? You're right. That's so a good I, point. I think for lower decks, I think so. now, I mean, Beckett Mariner might've been at the trial. That's her right. mother. Right. So just as a person, she might have been there. She wasn't for whatever reason. But yeah. um, she was off trying to save her. That's true. But yeah, I mean, I if, if you're just an instant on a starship, right? You, you're missing all this stuff, which is that's I think true. is a, a fun thing to play with. Yeah. Right. Right. They right, did the right. same sort of thing last year with Shax when Shax just walks back yes. in. No one. There was no announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shax was just back. <laughs> right. Yeah, I loved it. I want to see the I want to see that op that Batesman was on, and then it was so funny because with Tupac, they literally just showed him neck pinching somebody. I'm like, there's a whole story around that, so it was right. funny. And I guess that's good. It made me want more. I want to see what happened there. Yeah. No, he was he was mind melding. 
Oh, he was interrogating a guy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't neck pinching. Well, even more so. I really want to see what the heck was going on there. Yes, that was good. Matt Sweatman says, "I kind of wish that the gang's adventure wasn't completely irrelevant to the trial, even though that was the joke." Yeah, I, I can I, I can see that. I can see that too, but I think it was very significant for them mm-hmm. and for the the character stories. Yeah, you know, and exactly. I, so I think it, it works very much in that way. Uh, they're they're not saving the day, but they're having their own adventure and they're all growing as a result of it. Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Very so, enjoyable start to the season. Yeah. So what, where do we think we're going from here? Is this Rita just going to be have its whole plating back next next episode and <laughs> yeah. out in space? I think so. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the next episode will be like it getting its hull back while something else is going on. So maybe by the end of next week, we'll, it'll be out and ready to like hit the yeah. stars. Yeah, that may be it. It wouldn't surprise me if we just open next week with they're just in orbit, captain's log, and it's Could back be. to normal. Yeah, it, it's very possible. But there's, then, there's no reason not to. Yeah. And then they've, they're sort of setting up what may be an ongoing thing with Ransom. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> riding a herd over Mariner. Right. I'm your mommy now, or whatever he said. I'm, yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I'm really interested to see where that's going because I remember in season one, that one episode where they were together and captured with the crystal yes. aliens, there was a little bit of um, romantic yeah. interest almost. And then they just completely ignored it. Yeah. Exactly. From there on out. And I thought mm. it was just like, eh. but, but now this is, I'm, I'm hoping that might play in at least a little bit. I mean, not like be the whole entire thing, but mm. yeah. yeah. Matt Sweatman says that he hopes that they don't wait until the end of the season to get to DS nine. I'm sure that's not going to be the case. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I, if, Maybe. I mean, that's the thing everybody's looking forward to. So I don't know right. if you want to blow your DS9 load too quick or if you want to or if you want to hold <laughs> it back, three. you know, Episode to three. blow your blow your DS9 sploof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm really hoping the Klingon plot comes back. I'm hoping there's something a little deeper there with the Klingons and the Vulcans. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that. why they have to go to DS9, because the Klingons have decided to hang around DS9 all the time. Yeah, there you go. That could work. But, yeah. but yeah. I, I just I really like to see that. I I really want to see that Klingon plot have more than just what I saw last season and today, which didn't involve the Klingons. I was a little I guess it makes sense, but I was actually a little surprised that um that the captain when she really puts her foot down and is, is is passing her daughter over to somebody else. It's kind of funny because she's always she's always been um rebellious. And it was funny because the one time where her heart was truly in the right place and she really thought which I guess is the point. She really thought she was doing the right thing. This is when she really gets slapped down for, you should have trusted the system. This is the one time she wasn't just trying to rebel against her parents, right. or even rebel against the Federation. She was really like, my mom's in trouble. So mm-hmm. I thought that was rather ironic that that's the one that bites her. <laughs> yep. For all the other stuff she'd done. Well, if she was Captain Kirk, then she would have been doing the right thing and saved the day. Yep. You know, but she's not <laughs> Captain Kirk. She's an incident. <laughs> you right. know, right. and that ensigns can't just go, can't just run off and save the day like that. Yep. You know, I guess that's a good point because I mean, think how many times did Kirk basically say things like so and so saved my life a dozen times over. I got to do this. You know, I, mm-hmm. I got to do the right thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's very Star Trek character to do what she was doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They all do that. As a matter of fact, there's not a captain who hasn't done what she did. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I was really kind of hoping that when um, Cochrane's ship is like taking off and and the like wings unfold, I was really hoping mm-hmm. to hear Faith of the Heart. I know, right? <laughs> just like a little, like you didn't even have to sing it, just the melody. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That would have been so great. I, I prefer Magic Carpet Ride. <laughs> I mean, that's song. what you have to go with. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, r- earlier, Veronica reminded me about a thing with the pads that I wanted to bring up. So we talked before about how um, in Next Gen, instead of having a stack of books to show that someone's doing lots of research, they have a stack of pads and why isn't everything accessible from one pad? Mm. So in Mm -hmm. this one, we learn that they would have to go to the Cerritos to get Boimler's pad where he stored all his stuff, because apparently it's not networked and you can't access it from any other. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, like you should, like if it was, in OneDrive or or Google Docs or something, you would pull it up on any computer, and that's twenty <laughs> early twenty first century. That's true, and it's just funny that they had to like you know find a way to get to the ship in order to go to his quarters in order to get his pad. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. True. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I just sort of took that at face value. Right. <laughs> that's what Star Trek is. Yeah. I, I will point out that with everyone having their own logs. I mean, I know it's many, 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 many years in the future, and I'm sure they have better data storage. But still, like all of those officers having data storage and everyone having easy access to that from any location seems a it's it's basically like their 35 gigazillion terabyte or whatever version of space storage they're using. A lot of logs. Drive to keep all of their logs and right whatnot. right when you're when you're entering nonsense like i got caught smelling the captain's chair today <laughs> yeah i guess if it's audio it's not going to take up too much but you make a point veronica because i've heard those conversations before people have talked about well one thing about the logs and the other thing is there's a and alan what you were saying there's always a question about what is the privacy of the logs that you have because people mm-hmm. do personal logs oh yeah then yeah. they do other logs and then, and back go back to TNG. Many times, people in doing investigations and stuff in Star Trek, they go get the people's personal logs. So I, I kind of wonder if it's like yeah. uh, you know, I, I work in IT, and the truth is, no company data is no, no data you put on a company computer is private. In the story, nope. you can say what you want, do what you want. So I'm wondering if it's kind of like that, and I'm wondering if Boimler put it only on that pad so they can't access it. Maybe because mm. he wants to keep it private. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Sweatman brings up a great point. They save data to the cloud creature storage. (laughs) 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 That's funny. But I'm not Matt. Oh, you smart (laughs) ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah. I wish I'd thought of that. Okay. So here's (laughs) another thing. Um, I have said before that with the the current model that they're building Star Trek on the Paramount plus platform where they have currently five different series, all telling different stories and all a different tone and different style um, Mm -hmm. that I've always wanted to see a Star Trek. Like you can do anything with a Star Trek show. You can have a Star Trek CSI. You can have, you know, a Star Trek medical show like, like Chicago hope, but it'd be Starfleet hope or something. Mm -hmm. 
and you know, set on a on a medical frigate or whatever. So now, now I also, in addition to those, want to see a FNN news service show. Yeah. Like reporters and correspondents and uncovering, you know, investigative. I, I think that'd be so fun. Starring yes. Jake Cisco. Yes. Starring Jake Cisco. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Paramount Plus. Let's get on it. Yeah. I think sure we need Sarah to have be up for it. We, we need to have 10 Star Trek shows in production at the same time. And here I've given you three right there. <laughs> yeah. Hire me. Please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> they would all have two episodes per season, but I still want them. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's another thing. You can fun. do a one-off special, or you could do yeah. a three-episode miniseries, or you could do a TV movie, or yeah. whatever. You There's so many. You don't have to do a 10-episode yeah. season with every one of these. Or if you did, it could be a one-season show. Especially right now with the number of assets they're producing and having yeah. the AR wall. And I mean, right. it, it costs nothing to have a, a, a planet background on the, I mean, it costs something for the AR wall, but I mean, you could have a planet background that was on strange new worlds and throw it behind yeah. using Jake Cisco as an example. And it's fine, you know, right. Shift the color and, a little bit. You're good. And as you say, it does cost for the AR wall, but as much as they spent for that thing, they need to use it as much as possible to get their money on it. So that's right. Start these shows, man. Come on, let's go. Yep. Yeah. All right. So there I could see, um, I could see a Vulcan reading the news, just completely bland, just <laughs> yes. completely bland. Or you could do a lot of stuff with that. You could do a Tellerite who basically everything is negative and insulting. Um, you could do you could do all kinds. We could have an Osakin on there, kind of like the riff on was it Futurama where there was that alien? There was a news on Futurama. There was a a couple of newscasters, and one of them was an alien who's pretty much always saying they were like going to conquer Earth or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. And the lady yeah. always laughed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see. Matt says they could use these news segments to tease future episodes and seasons. See, yeah, that's true. Look yeah, at the true. possibilities. Yeah. That would be hilarious if like they had like Picard teasers on that instead of just jokes being on the cross, yes. be like, you know, you know, Captain Worf heads to Delta Quadrant or whatever. You know, yes. like, and be like, whoa, is that a, is that a clue? Yes. Holy smokes. All right. So Mr. Kurtzman, my phone number is 404. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a call. I'll I, hire me for your show development. I'll hook you up with my friends here and we will brainstorm. We will build Check out. And write you a Star Trek story. Right. Yep. Right. You know, you know, we say it, we say it comedically and jokingly, but there's, there's, there's to what you said, Alan, there's some real serious discussion and analysis behind that. Because one thing I've heard people talk about over the decades is if you think about it, at the end of the day, we pretty much only see the entire Star Trek universe through the military. I mean, yeah, I mean, there is the Federation, but it's Starfleet. It's the military. And there's many times where I'm thinking about what you're saying is in real life nowadays, other than when you have wars with like the, the Russian invasion, Ukraine and stuff, how much does the average person really pay attention to what the military is doing every day? Yeah. So, you know, there is a question about what would they what would the news cover with Starfleet? Um, mm -hmm. Because it's always events, you know, the the whale ship and the, the Borg and stuff like that. But do they have slow years where there's not a whole bunch of coverage? I mean, does everybody in the galaxy know Kirk's face or Picard's face? Would they know their faces? You know, how, they don't. how well? 
Yeah. I remember when I was younger. We were... In the first season of a card, he's he's like, I'm I'm Picard. And he's like, first name? <laughs> exactly. And that, that kid was at Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we look at our own history, there are some people we all would recognize during World War II, of course, you'd recognize people like Eisenhower and stuff like that. And yeah. those of us old enough might remember what General Schwarzkopf looked like. Yeah. something like that but outside of that you don't really pay much attention to the military so it would be very interesting to see what the news would be like because basically if there's not a war or somebody about to destroy the earth what coverage on the news does the military even get and i am calling it military folks because i i i say starfleet's military i know there's a whole discussion about that but <laughs> so I just para, military. paramilitary yeah yeah so uh, a peacekeeping armada <laughs> <laughs> right there we go keeping That's the peace through yeah. maximum firepower. <laughs> That's a really good idea with the news show. And and, yeah. and I've also, you mentioned another one I've always loved. I've always wanted to see a medical show. Oh, me I, too. Yeah, I've read so yeah. much science fiction and books that talked about medical spaceships, you know, hospital hospital ships. And yeah. we got the um, we got the glimpse in what is it all good things when Dr. Crusher was captain mm-hmm. of a medical ship. Right I'd on. love to see that because they would yeah. go everywhere just like an exploration ship. Yeah. If it's a colony that's in trouble, if there's a mm-hmm. virus that needs to be fixed, if there's just anything, I mean, they can right. do. And then you have your research department. And I mm-hmm. think I think it would be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so, too. Yeah, I think the problem with something like that that's so specialized is like a starship, like the Enterprise can do a medical emergency. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but they can also do a bunch of other things as well, you know. So right. I mean they, they, they would I think I mean, I would love for them to do something like that. to something that's sort of oddball like that. But yeah. It would, be, it would be a little bit more difficult, I think, to keep coming up with ideas. House it would in have, space. What? It would have to be frontier medicine. They would have to be on the fringes, yeah. you know, with, with colonies that don't have a lot of technology and stuff like that. Yeah. It would have to be something like that. And what did you say, Veronica? I was saying house in space. Oh, right. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it would, or, tie, it would tie in with TNG because technically that's Sherlock Holmes. So there you go. Or it could be a half hour comedy and it could be Scrubs in space. That's true, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A workplace comedy kind of. Yeah, right. You know. Bring back Pulaski. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess I don't dare bring up Medical Center in space because nobody will get the reference. Mm-mm. Like I thought. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a serious in the 70s. Matt Sweatman says all those TOS episodes where the enterprise had to get the vaccine, where it does, where it goes, we would see that happen after Kirk delays getting them their cure. That's true. I would love to see an episode where they're waiting for the cure and like, what are they doing? Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all that Kirk every time that Kirk. Right. Yeah. That would be, that would be funny. Yeah, it would be. All right. Well, any closing thoughts this week on the the, the season premiere of Lower Decks? It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was probably not as dramatic as I thought it was going to be, but I I really yeah. enjoyed it. And I'm as always loving this series. So I'm just looking forward to what comes next. Totes. Yeah. How about you, Ranga? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Is your closing thoughts? Yes. <laughs> yes. More, more please. Okay. Well, how about you, Chuck? Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, it's, it's I, I just love this show. And yeah. when it was first announced and even into the first season, I was very skeptical and it sort of won me over over the yeah. course of season one. And I mean, at this point, it's like 
I mean, Lord of the Decks is my favorite of the current Star Trek shows. And really? it's just so much fun and so comforting to watch it. And they, they, they do new different things with Star Trek, but the universe of Star Trek, especially that 24th century Star Trek is just what it is, yeah. right. you know, and it's, right. it's, it's just great. I just love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Alan, where can people find more of you? All right. Well, uh, I have another podcast. It is called Modern Musicology, and we talk about all kinds of music topics. Most of them are open-ended so that pretty much any kind of music can be thrown into the mix. So we might ask a question, what's a what's a really terrible album by a really great band or artist, which was last week's episode? And you might get Metallica in the same discussion as Parliament Funkadelic in the same discussion as Frank Sinatra. It, we're all across the board. So I hope you'll give us a listen. And I've got my little publishing company called Cosmic Press. You can find it at Cosmic Press, K-O-Z-M-I-C Press dot com. And how about you, Keith? Standard social media platforms, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and how about us, Veronica? Feltnerdy.com. And? Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. That's right. And... I saw you getting ready, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going to be at Dragon Con, come see one of our puppet shows at Dragon Con. Yep. And if you do, come say hey. Yes. Uh, whether we know you or whether we don't know you, I would love for, for people who listen to Earth Station Trek to, to come up to us at a puppet show and say hi. And we'd, I'd love to meet you, whoever you are. Absolutely. I'm going to be on a, a lot of panels at Dragon Con in a couple in the uh, in the Star Trek mm -hmm. track, quite a few in the uh, British media track. So come look for me on one of the Star Trek panels. I'll be there repping Earth Station Trek and in a couple of music panels in the Brit track, I'll be repping Modern Musicology. So come see us. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Looking forward to meeting some folks. Yeah. And do you have a closing for us, Veronica? Thanks to Alan, yes. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you where the Big Bang split you. There you go. Right on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.